Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Hey friends, before we start today's episode, this is not an ad, but I just wanted to say something that was so fun, so cool. We recently got a new ASAP Science office and we had the Sora Girls, who are another set of creators and YouTubers online, come and make it over and renovate it. And it was so fun and it looks so good. And that video just came out. So I wanted to share that and promote that. They are amazing at what they do. They helped us think about like sustainability and buying used stuff and upcycling things for this renovation and makeover and if you love that kind of like you know trading spaces vibes uh tlc show where you get to see a makeover of a home uh an office space make sure you check that out you can see the video at youtube.com slash the sorry girls we love them we've been friends with them forever and feel super excited to have this amazing new space to work in go check it out again youtube.com slash the sorry girls to see our little office makeover Today, we're talking about toxic positivity. We'll be evaluating what it actually is, how bad it is or isn't for you, and when positivity can actually be a good thing. (sighs) I feel like I've just heard about this. Well, I mean, we talked about it in the podcast before, but toxic positivity has been brought up like a lot. It's definitely like a modern phenom. Like, I feel like it's a pretty recent kind of phrase that's even been invented and i definitely think more and more people are talking about it but because it's influencer vibes right is that why like why is everyone else all of a sudden talking about it yeah i do think it's like upheld like it definitely isn't at the core of influencers necessarily like i don't think that's what started it but i definitely think that's what maybe popularized it and because being online allows you to only show positive elements even though that's not what this is necessarily about yeah amplifies it as YouTubers, it's like our peers are definitely the problem. <laughs> like van life, like all those like yeah, that's true. weirdly distilled, like gorgeous people with like sun hats living out of vans and stuff. I'm like, sometimes it's like always on my Instagram algorithm. I'm like, who actually is like so into this? <laughs> I would do that. I would like get a van and try. I said that the other day to you and Greg was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I well, was just like, you let's get kidding. a camper van and go across the North America. Because I feel like that you would you would be like, you'd get to like near the border of Ontario and be like, mm, let's turn back. Like, I don't think well, my parents act- might do it. They were talking about getting a camper van and like going through BC. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, that does sound nice. But I was thinking about the dog and how it would kind of be hell to have a dog that needs lots of exercise and attention to just have to sit in a car all day. And that's one thing to do. That's the other to be like, now we're going to document how happy we are on Instagram oh, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. that's the job I wasn't talking about documenting it uh, speaking of traveling T minus 24 hours and we will be in or close to entering Colombia Colombia <laughs> I'm nervous I'm going to talk about my, this a little bit in the toxic positivity section as oh. well but um, yeah I'm excited we haven't traveled in years yeah. I mean we've done some like minor like Canadian and then we we went to edinburgh for an event last like fall summer fall but it was such a big deal covid's so weird this is the first time we'll have like travel traveled yeah just traveled like for a vacation and yeah Yeah. just to see i mean you've been i've never been though well i've been to it's spell and i called it when i went there the first time meddling and it was like laughed off the face (laughs) of this earth but it's medellin I even think that's probably wrong. (laughs) Medellin, I don't know. It's so embarrassing to say. It's like, oh, I'm actually like uh, Melbourne. Like, I just hate it. Medellin. But at um, least, was, like, yeah, I don't feel like Medellin is the same as saying Melbourne. Like, yeah, yeah. Because Melbourne is, like, an accent. Yeah. When you say Melbourne, it's, like, fine. That's yeah. the way it's... Same done. language. I guess maybe it is an accent, though. 
like Medellin. You wouldn't say it would be so weird to say Medellin if no one would understand. At least when you say Melbourne, like people still know what you're talking about. Yeah. But someone from Colombia yeah. might be like, I actually don't know what you're saying. If you're Medellin, I'm going to Medellin. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, like seriously, where is that? Well, you're Medellin in my business. Yeah. But um, whoa. <laughs> I went there for one day last time I went to Colombia. I love Colombia and I was like blown away by the city. So now we're going for six days. I'm so excited. It was so cool. It's like built into the mountains and we're going to take a freaking gondola. Like their version of public transit is a gondola. And so we're going to take a gondola like to a park, which is so mm-hmm. cool. Like, and I, didn't you say it's like at one of the main cent- epicenters of like birding? Yes, it has the most Greg's diversity of hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's many reasons why I want to go there. I love Columbia <laughs> so much. I truly do. If you're from there, congrats. Oh, yeah. uh, when will this come out? It'll there. be too late. For, I'm just like, oh, we should have asked for advice. We did on Instagram. You, you We've done tons of research. That's yeah, great. and just like message us on Instagram and we'll respond. Um, so excited. Let's get into what we learned this week. Because in a few episodes, it's all going to be things we learned about. Birds in Colombia. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, you go first. I, okay, this is something I've always wondered about. I've always heard about it. It's like a myth of human <laughs> life. Do you think before you die, your life flashes before your eyes? No, but like <laughs> I wish. Like, you know, that's like a popularized yeah, yeah. sort of media thing. That like, it happens the moment in before you die. They go exactly. like, chon, 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 and like everything flashes. <laughs> I love that. That's the music eyes. you chose. To me, it would be more like, ah. Yeah, different movie. Mine was a thriller. Yours was a drama yeah and or like when your life flashes it's usually right after an intense moment and then it goes peaceful as you're like seeing yeah. a beautiful montage of like you with your parents and then you with your kids and i don't think that happens anyway well Why? some research might beg to differ okay that's let's so cool it. so basically um it's research based out of one person okay because it's not something that is very easy to study because you can't like know when someone's about to die yeah right it's unethical or kill people exactly (laughs) so there was an injured man who was admitted to a hospital he was 87 years old he was admitted for something unrelated it was a falling injury so they were doing an eeg or brain scan Mm. and he happened to have a heart attack while he was in the scanner so they had secretly the scientists were like no, don't say that. <laughs> okay. Um, so they had recorded. Canc- oh wait, both- Zerk, isn't there a button? Canceled. Oh, yeah, I'm canceled <laughs> for making a joke about death. Uh, basically, they have you know 30 seconds before and 30 seconds after the moment of death, and so they were analyzing these moments, and they realized they saw some interesting brainwave changes, specifically in the alpha and gamma waves, which matches what happens in a living person when they're going through some cognitive processing or memory recall. Okay, I think that is super interesting, and I can, I've been, as I board a plane tomorrow, I always think about what it would be like to go down, (laughs) go down in that plane, and I do think I always am panicking, because I know that I would obviously want to reflect on my life. Right, like, it's like a, it's a desirable thing to do, to, like, take it in one last time. Yeah, and so I can imagine that your brain starts going, okay, like, you're dying, so you might as well reflect. What I don't think happens is this like unconscious losing control of starting from like Zygo and like <laughs> and like working through toddler. Right. Like but I would love that because it would be such a beautiful thing if they could prove. But what I do think is that if you are like, oh my god, I'm dying, you're gonna hopefully reflect. I don't think though it's not like necessarily you know you're consciously dying. Like this is all happening oh, in a split second. True. This person was not there because like they were injured, but they weren't huh. necessarily I mean, going they weren't to even die. Kid- oh, that's really cool. It was they just happened to have a heart attack while they were in this machine, and then they caught the split seconds it was happening. I'm so scared of going down in an airplane and like thinking about b- dumb bad things. Well, no one will like, know, and neither about- will you because you'll be on. <laughs> no, no, but you will know in the last, like my scare, my fear is like oh, the last like two minutes st- I'm thinking about like an acquaintance from high school and I can't shake their face. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, God. think about your mom and dad and your sister. And your na- like, oh, like, and then you're that's just like, scary that you think about it with planes. Um, okay. I'm just going to reiterate that this was one, one patient and the caveats were that obviously traumatic incidences can cause brain changes. This <laughs> okay. is like the, most of the people talking about this study were like, you know, it's very interesting. It is not conclusive evidence by yeah, any means. Cool. There are studies on mice that show something similar in terms of like 
bursts of activity right before death um, and even after cardiac arrest. So even after other parts of their body have shut down, the brain suddenly goes through something really intense. That's really cool. Maybe and like mimics being like high on like hallucinogenics. Yeah, you're right. Because like on the surface of it, I'm like, I don't really see an evolutionary advantage if you're about to die other than peacefully. Yeah, Yeah. Other than like having but like to look back on your life is not like useful for you going forward. No, but it'd be so cool if our bodies managed to somehow evolve a coping happiness mechanism. Maybe, yeah, to make it feel less. Speaking of toxic positivity, it's like, where'd you find this article on an Instagram (laughs) account from an influencer being like, you will be happy before death, don't worry. It was an actual study, and then it was uh, featured in The Guardian. Um, Anyway, what I love how The Guardian is so lefty. Is it? Yeah, like I always go to... I just only go on the Guardian-Science. That's where I go. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> science in general is lefty. And for those of you who are scientists and aren't, please, you're scaring me. Also embarrassed I said dash, not slash, because isn't dash the other way? No, dash is this straight yeah, line. Yeah, dash isn't even either. That's even more embarrassing <laughs> that you didn't well, know Well, okay, forward slash, backward slash, why did I say dash? Okay. <laughs> there are dashes in URLs, but I was meaning the slash. Um, what the hell did you learn? Save me from oh, this moment. Yeah, no, I was going to say, whenever there's a world event, I'd like do different newspapers, and Guardian's always the most, in my opinion, left. Okay. okay. Interesting. Of the majors. Mm. Oh, this is, it's not even really that big. A, it's a huge deal. What is? But it's not like a groundbreaking thing, but it's just that, it is groundbreaking. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's been like just over it's a year been. and there's been, it's been just over a year <laughs> <laughs> since the vaccines have been quote unquote invented, but they've been actually been working on them for 13 years. People, they're not that new. Anyways, 10 billion COVID vaccines have now officially been administered. Wow. 60% of the global population has at least one dose. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? crazy like also it's like for any vaccine hesitant people there you go 60 percent of the world like has biggest one study in the world yeah like everyone's <laughs> fine is that what you need to know no because they all their argument would just be like well wait five years wait 10 years like that's, that's not how they work okay i anyways. know i know but that's what someone yeah. will say they'll be like well 60 percent of the world is gonna have mutant arms. then i'd be like okay fine wait five years but in five years you better not say 10 years because that's annoying um anyways <laughs> But there's still huge inequities in that only 5.5% of people in low-income nations have received two doses. But I think it's hopeful and interesting to just know now that 60% of the world has at least one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10 billion, which is obviously more than the world's population, have been administered. Double dose or triple dose. I was just like, what the F? Like thinking that like (sighs) a year ago, I was like, oh God, I hope I get one. And now 60% of the world. It's the biggest vaccine rollout, obviously, in human history because vaccines. Mm -hmm. Especially like as a pandemic like mass world like obviously there are other vaccines that have been administered on mass but probably not all at once especially. and it's like any one from like 1802 if they could see now would be amazed with medicine. they'd be like a random like plague came and you figured out how to deal with it and people like that's yeah. so cool like, it is people, unbelievable it's a little bit of positivity in this you know god forsaken I'm, this world. Uh, episode's gonna be so interesting because it also ties into a movie we watched recently oh god talks positivity i just said positivity what movie uh, before sunset. Well, oh yeah, before was. sunset. Is that have to do with toxic positivity? No, but it was just so interesting because it was like back and forth uh, perspectives on like the world is getting better, the world is getting worse. Like in some moments, and like yeah. sometimes your your news there was like the world is getting better. If eighteen oh one looked at us, they'd be like yeah. it's objectively better. But other people, and sometimes I sink into it too, where I'm like, actually, isn't it worse in all these other ways though? You know, yeah. what I, mean? I don't know. It's hard to know. We'll never know. Oh my god, I'm so curious about positivity and like where we fall. And I think I have it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we'll take a break and come yeah. back. Bye. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Every five and a half minutes, someone in the U.S. dies of a drug overdose. Each of these deaths is tragic and preventable. There is an effective approach for protecting the health of people who use drugs and avoiding fatal overdoses. The approach is called harm reduction. Harm reduction includes things like access to sterile syringes to stop the spread of HIV and hepatitis C, access to naloxone to prevent fatal overdoses, and connecting people with the vital services and information that they need. Harm reduction doesn't require anyone to stop using drugs to get help. Instead, it provides judgment-free support for people and meets them wherever they are at that day. Please visit supportharmreduction.org to learn more about harm reduction and share your memory of a loved one who you might have lost to an overdose. This ad is brought to you by BetterHelp. Here at Side Note, you know we're obsessed with therapy, and that's what BetterHelp is all about. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Can't pinpoint exactly what interferes with your happiness? Try BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, which means no more uncomfortable waiting rooms. It's so convenient you can start communicating with a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. And what's even better is BetterHelp is available worldwide. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash side note. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash side note for 10% of your first month. Study time. Study time. Study time. 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 That's what? Ah! (laughs) That pal... Positivity is toxic. Um, I'm curious if you think you're a positive person and if I think I'm a positive person. And if that dabbles into toxic positivity, which we'll get more into. Shortly. Okay, I literally, when I used to like freaking have to write a resume before I became whatever the hell I am right now, like a science <laughs> online educator, um, when I would do a resume, and you know how they'd always at the bottom have that like weird section that i hated. like character it would be traits like, or whatever yeah and i, I would always say pos- positive thinker positive <laughs> like you know i, think what I, I mean? probably did too yeah. like i would i would like i was always told like at yeah. camp and stuff like one of my things was that i was like a positive person so my answer is like yeah i think so i said it was my identity on a resume <laughs> well do you think that today yeah are you kidding i think i have toxic positivity I don't know if you do have toxic positivity, but you definitely are a positive person. Okay, I'm going to explain toxic positivity. Yeah, okay. Um, that's nice of you to say. So, <laughs> the example... So, that I, I read a lot of this stuff in, like, psychology articles, and they were all using different situations to explain it. So, this is just one of them. Okay. It's like, when someone's laid off, and you think the thing right thing to say is, like, well, at least you have severance... Mm. Or like, you'll be fine. Like, there's tons of job openings. Like, don't worry. Mm. It's like, oh my God, it could be so much worse. Like, imagine you had a family. Right. Like, imagine. And and you're maybe thinking you're doing the right thing. But what their toxic positivity is and is being talked about a lot now is that that could be a lot more damaging than allowing someone to feel the sadness and to really sort of bask in how hard that thing is and then just like be there for them is like Mm -hmm. one way I thought it kind of like made sense to me it's like when you're maybe insincere towards someone's sadness you delegitimize their feelings of like anxiety hardship or sadness and I'm sure yourself as well right like yeah you can do it to yourself yeah. i think you can yeah. be toxically positive by being like i just need to push through this and i should just put on a happy face and like yeah always thinking like how do i just not be sad how do i not be stressed how do i not be anxious all the time it's yeah maybe like not necessarily always imposing it on other people true that's good to say like your own self because that's probably maybe what, how a lot of people will experience it more mm-hmm. but toxic positivity is the assumption either by oneself there you go or others that despite a person's emotional pain or difficult situation, they should only have a positive mindset. And it's fine to be positive, but it isn't fine to ignore real situations because they require negative emotions to potentially tackle them. Then I have like a series of really cool studies about it. But that's 
a good way to try and understand Entry point because everyone's talking about it and i always am kind of like wait what is that well yeah and i know we just said this and we kind of mentioned in the previous podcast but I, I do think this it's not just influencer culture i think it's online culture right like everyone in their own right if you use instagram or tiktok as a poster um kind of ties into this where like it's natural to want to like post the positive parts of your life yeah I, and to kind of always be happy and i don't think that necessarily means it's toxic positivity but there is this natural inclination to like only show the positive parts of your life for sure i don't think i've ever posted on my instagram story anything bad yeah anything but like the your favorite moments like having fun yeah. laughing with friends being at parties traveling yeah, like, yeah. and i don't think that is toxic positivity why it's not in and of itself it's not like that maybe it has a different term because i do think toxic positivity is more about the way you react to things mm, okay. but i think that helps it ends up pushing toxic positivity onto the world because people are only seeing all these positive images from other people yeah and like you're watching youtubers be like always happy and just like Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, let me tell you, that is a facade. (laughs) Having met freaking influencers and YouTubers my whole life, I every time I meet them, they're psycho. (laughs) They're not even like psycho. They're like boring and negative. Not all of them. Lots of them are actually really nice. Look, name one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) We're not going to name names, but truly never like going to a VidCon. It's like never have I met a crop of people who have been more boring in my goddamn life. And it's interesting though. I don't care. I'm just being honest. It's really interesting because it's like, these are the people who actually go online and are so exciting and happy. Like it's really fascinating to see the behind the scenes because we get to observe because we're like in these influencer settings. But as we're science communicators, it's not like, I really enjoy that I get to go to those places and truly not feel any stress. Like no one really cares that much about me, and I just get to watch. Mm-hmm. And I like, would say though, are so... like you are an extrovert. A lot of internet creators are introverts and have social yeah. anxiety, and that yeah. I think when they're alone, no, they I can come out. No, no, you're right. Some, some. Of, oh, it's the volume's off. Oh, <laughs> some of the <laughs> got canceled. Canceled. I got canceled for ribbing on introverted influencers. No, you're not wrong that there are some people and and there are some people who are deviously weird and stuff on the internet, but yeah. there are also another subset of people that I've been like, oh, that person does not match who they are online, but I think it probably is from social But they're anxiety. obviously enacting the toxic positivity that people are bringing up through social media. Could like, be, yeah. One example that kept coming up was the pandemic, this idea that everyone was like baking bread and like everyone was sort of talking about their workouts or, Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm like, what else did we do back in the day at the beginning? It was baking bread and working out. Yeah. I I think maybe some people might monopolize that or I don't know, but it's like people being like, it truly is okay. if like during a global pandemic, you did nothing. Yeah, or you or felt sad cope. or felt stressed and yeah. thought life sucked and those But that's things. when I felt like I'm like an annoying person because I feel like I did. I was like, I'm gonna bird, I'm gonna bake, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna like like play just dance for hours and eat weed. I guess actually that, that it's like all those things are actually just signs of me struggling. But but hmm. but then it is kind of like it one thing I've thought about is I know I have friends who like don't become productive when stressed but it is my way of dealing with stress do you know what i mean but if, yes. it's like is it toxically positive to people who don't I, I don't think people around you in particular like feel like it yours does feel self-inflicted so i think it's only for you to evaluate whether it's toxic positivity because i don't think you are necessarily that way like to other people you know what i mean yeah. like but you, you must see it yeah i'm just like it's definitely a coping strategy but it doesn't feel like you're faking it it feels like you're trying to do things to busy your mind or stimulate your mind so that you're like having fun um is that yeah i guess there's a balance right there's a balance yeah like so and i think you should like most of my studies are looking at like is there a time and a place for like positive mentalities and attitudes and like can it actually be helpful or are we just thinking like being positive is negative now because i think that is actually that's not good maybe what the new conversation is making people think is that like yeah yeah, being positive in hard times is bad when i don't think it is Ooh, it's this is so interesting because because there isn't that much valid scientific research on this. I think what this is is a trend in culture as mm. a group of people going through a pandemic with social media. So people constantly having to deal with their maybe internal struggles mm-hmm. and then only being able to consume 
potentially happy things right or there's just really especially big... the things that are supposed to be the most real like vlogs and online yeah, like there's like movies don't you can consume sad stuff but you're like but that's contrived yeah. it's fake it's acting oh my god vlog it's like god lord that word even sucks but um <laughs> oh my god you're so mean but like people I, can have different opinions but. yeah yeah i know that's just my opinion <laughs> um but i feel like because the world is going through a lot of things and it almost feels like our moods are being like judged in some ways like you know what I mean? Like during a pandemic, when you have friends over, it was hard to even like just have really fun conversations because you kind of have to like hash out every mm-hmm. all the issues. And so and then the anxieties of people. And, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what the reason why toxic positivity has become so popular to talk about now. And I and when you get into the science, it is kind of like it, it's not like it's just it's like a fully bad thing, but it's a thing to reevaluate is how we deal with negative emotions and talk about them and and project them through social media. Yeah, I think like if you are if you can accept the fact that being positive can be a useful force, but that also embracing sadness and stress and like knowing those moments when it's okay to be sad about things. <gasps> See, that's, that's uh, Jesse J. What? It's okay not to be okay. Oh, that's, that's why you were why singing that song. I was singing it because I was thinking I just couldn't stop thinking about Jesse. I'm like Jesse it's J. Okay literally knew about toxic positivity in 2013. <laughs> it's okay not to be okay. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways that's also like positive, like toxically positive to be like, it's actually great it's that okay. you're yeah. sad. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. Like it's, how yeah. do we find the moment where it's like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I think it's like leaning more into that than like, oh, being sad is actually so good for you. Yeah. Oh my God. It's okay <laughs> not to be okay. <laughs> Um, okay. One other example was positivity is like scoops of ice cream. It can be really good, but too much and you feel sick. Okay. That's a stupid line. Everything in moderation. No, I think it's true. I think I have chased happiness and positivity. Like I'm not generally like a, I'm not a positive person. Like I think in general I am, but like definitely I am like an anxious person. So I'm like more negative to things because I'm Hmm. like scared of dying at every single waking (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm like positive in general. Um, Yeah, I think you're positive in general, but I do know what you mean. Like you are, I'm, you are a more positive person, but we always laugh how like, but I'm, I'm more actually more optimistic optimi- yeah. for the future. Whereas I'm pessimistic. You're optimistic for now and I'm pessimistic for now. Or it's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm like a positive person who doesn't think that the future you're not, is... You're not anxious. It honestly is that you're not, not stressed anxious. as in the same way. Like, okay. Because you're not worried about things. And so I think worry can come off as negativity because sometimes you're looking for the worst in things. Yeah. Because you're nervous that, like, we're going to Columbia and I am nervous because I haven't never been there and we haven't traveled in years. And so yeah. I'm sometimes bringing up things. I do see the best in people right now. <laughs> like, in the, in the present. Like, if I'm around someone, yeah. I, I assume the best of everyone. Yeah. Whereas you kind of are, like, more aware of death that you assume sometimes the worst because you're like, that person could hurt me or it's, yeah. that person's judging me. Yeah, it's not always yeah. so explicit, but it is. But then in general, you're like, but humans are really smart. We're going to get out of this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't think <laughs> you're like, we're all going to die. Okay, so this was a study about effect labeling. So this was one of the few scientific studies that kind of related to toxic positivity does it mean affect labeling? Is that what you're saying? Okay, so what it means is like putting your feelings into words, which is just essentially journaling out your negative feelings. But okay. they just obviously it's a study, so they have to have some dumb like effect labeling. It's like okay. what it's called. Um, so they studied fMRI. Um, so they studied people with fMRI machines, so it was blood flow, and they had people write out negative emotions to images that they saw and it changed the blood flow in parts of the brain, diminishing emotional reactivity to the images. So they were sort of seeing that when you were able to write out your negative emotions around things, not hiding from them, it actually helped you cope sort of by groveling through word processing in that negative feeling. You were then able to deal with the negative images better in the future. Interesting. So this is like, a reason not to be toxically positive because you're saying like yeah. by addressing and looking at your negative emotions you can actually e- yeah you can actually gain something from that most of the studies about toxic positivity are articles written in psychology magazines with not any 
real scientific evidence. It's just hard to talk yeah, about like whether it's good or bad. And, yeah. yeah, or just assumptions about like maybe I even see. just like in the practice of therapy, people being like, I'm so sad, but everyone around me seems happy. It's like, that sucks. But this was just saying, okay, I was sort of relating it myself. It's like, if you have a something happen to you that's like negative or sad, to me, toxic positivity is like not addressing it, closing it off, being like, hi, fine, like mm-hmm. a clown face. And like moving on with life. Right. Whereas they're saying if you actually grovel, write about it, feel it, they notice that you were able to handle, this was using images, like negative images, like it was disturbing images, handle those images better in the future. So it's like, okay, that's interesting. Hmm, that is Because it's like a direct correlation between... It's almost like tolerance training. You know yeah. what I mean? Like being able to face negative things like we are so conditioned to turn away negative things to not embrace them to hide those feelings don't cry in front of people don't feel embarrassed don't do things that make you look stupid and so we just like never have to learn how to deal with those emotions very strongly so we don't practice it and maybe it's like a form of practice to be like oh yeah negative emotions aren't that scary yes yes they're still sad like it's still sad or hard but it's not in like you can still overcome it and i feel like that still is very internal. It's like you writing a negative negativity journal, which I kind of do with morning pages and they do. I honestly think they help. I do morning pages and like now I, I'm doing this book thing and they're like focus on the negative thoughts. And it's really interesting because it's kind of fun to like get it out. But that's still internal to me. Talks positivity is a lot about how you react to other people mm. and how if someone comes to you with an issue, this is the thing I have a hard time doing. I always I'm like, I do feel like I'm like, but imagine if it was this way, it'd be worse like i do that yeah you but it's like i do that i'm like or like this is how you can like help but it's like what what they these psychology articles would say the right thing to do is say what can i do to help you Mm. which is literally what my therapist says to say to you (laughs) and then the thing is that you you never you literally oh no yeah you you, you do empathize with me and like i don't need a solution i just need someone to listen so that's why i'm like i think i have toxic positivity because i'm always trying to solve things yeah, I it, we're, it's weird because to me that doesn't come off as toxic positivity, but I could see it being labeled as uh, somewhere in that domain. I loved reading about this because I felt like I was like, Greg, you need to learn about this and make sure you're not it. Well, well, can I talk about some studies that enforce and promote being positive? Um, because sure. I think positivity <laughs> is also so important and like maybe it's because I strive to be more positive that I like it tied more to this and it's like you're the other way so you're like you strive to to be more positive yeah because i don't think i am like i am an anxious person i worry a lot but you wrote on your resume that you're a positive person or did you not i think like in in, did you write that really i feel like you would write like i'm really i have great attention to detail like (laughs) yeah i think i wrote that too but i'm just saying like i do think i'm like in a in a group setting a positive person yeah like i don't think i bring negative energy to like like, if something goes wrong you you can it's a harder for you to yeah but think of like a work environment where i'm not the boss like now i'm my own boss it's a little different i have like so much autonomy but when i was like working growing up or like when i was like in musicals like when you're auditioning it's like i'm a positive person in those scenarios yeah and you're very nice i want to be friendly to everyone yeah and i want other people around me feel really good like i at a cafe i'm always like gonna say nice things to people yeah that's true you know like i think i'm positive in that way yeah but just because of i like stress out about the future sometimes i worry that i see the worst in things because it's like a protecting Mm -hmm. mechanism and that Mm. if i could be more positive it would bring that's the i'm I'm, i'm like stressed a lot which isn't the opposite of positive but is definitely what these studies are about okay so it's like because when you're negative you like deal with more stress yeah okay so first we're going to talk about kids Big Stanford University study. Stanford? Yeah. Uh, Kids 7 to 10, if they uh, had like positivity as kids, it would improve their answers to math problems. Had positivity as kids. So, okay, basically they found that being positive. So obviously Hmm. this is where they evaluate like how the kids view their lives, how they view math as a subject. And the kids that had like positive associations with math were much more successful at it and it had just as large an impact as their IQ. So in their IQ test, you know, like part of, obviously there's lots of factors to how well you do in math. Your IQ is one of them. But if you're positive and feel like you can do it and you can be good at math, you can learn math, then you're actually way more likely to do good at math. And I think we can see this even in like hearing how, you know, like women and queer people and people of color have been excluded from STEM for a long time. 
And then as a result, like maybe those communities haven't done as well in STEM, but now we see programs that are really supporting those groups. And now those groups perform just as well on mm-hmm. tests, you know, because they like believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. They have positive attitudes towards the things that they're doing. Um, so I thought that was interesting. They actually measured an increased engagement in the hippocampal learning memory system in students that had a positive attitude. Oh my God. I can't math. like, it's so cute to think about little seven to 10 year olds, like, like being positive. But, no, I was actually thinking about the little like negative ones. <laughs> to me, that's so cute. Like the ones who are like, wow, give a shit about math. Or like, I don't know. I'm just like, that is that's like true, really adorable. Age. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, 10. also like, you're so funny. Cause I just assume everyone's positive, but it's At like, that no, age, yeah. there are ones that just walk around like this whole world is stupid. <laughs> Um, and then there's obviously also studies in adults. This was mostly like most studies have looked at heart disease and found that people who have positive outlooks, even if they have family history of heart disease, have one third uh, less likely chance to have a heart attack over 25 years. Wow. So even and then even that's the com- stress. Of it this all. is. Yeah. So they yeah. realize this study, <laughs> though, was the first to also look at. Um, am I looking at the right thing here? Oh, they were, no, sorry. The positive and negative emotions were like cheerfulness, energy level, anxiety levels, satisfaction with health and overall life. Like that's how they evaluated if those people were positive. I think the thing that started stressing me out is like, well, (laughs) um, you can't choose to be positive, right? Like these are probably people who naturally have the genetics or upbringing to just have a good outlook on life. So even if their family had heart disease, it's like, they just are positive people. It's not like they went like, I'm going to be positive about it. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. I'm so curious like where this all comes from. It feels so psychological and complex. Like it's, it's not, I mean, obviously psychology is science, but like it feels so yeah, hard careful. to, I know, I know. Careful. Cancel. It's like the SNL sketch where they were talking about like not wearing masks and stuff. Like careful. Oh boy. It feels like, it's hard to change like it does feel like so much is probably nature and nurture mm-hmm. and all those complicated questions about whether your attitude towards life is positive or not like i can see how frustrating it would can be to like strive for positivity and be like but i'm just yeah, not but that, i think that is true and then the other way to look at it that i'm trying to convince myself like <laughs> talk about placebo episode is i mean you know thinking of working out like lots of people don't see themselves as athletic or um, sporty but like you can slowly work your way towards that yeah so i think but like, some people are just coordinated too. exactly yeah. but that doesn't mean if you're not coordinated you can't get better okay you true. might not be ever as good as the most coordinated yeah, person yeah. in the world yeah but if you're really uncoordinated you can improve yeah right like practice and so i think yes some people naturally come out of the womb being like so positive i think this is you <laughs> well no but don't you think i also was like why am I positive? Why am I positive? <laughs> I mean, it's weird because you're cynical about some things. Yeah, I'm so cynical. But you're just like a very uplifting person when people are around you. And like you you see the best in things and you don't want to bring the mood down. Like you want everyone to have I'm fun. toxically positive. No, it's nice. It's actually really nice. <laughs> this is um, so nice of you. But the whole time I was reading about it, I was like, me, that's me. I'm toxic positive. I need to learn about this. I don't this. think you are. I mean, okay. So it. I just think it's like not bad to be positive and i don't think it's toxic i think you're just positive this well, is I saying think... like negative emotions are known to weaken the immune response the hypothesis <laughs> wow. is that like positive the... emotions may protect against the inflammatory damage of stress oh my god I'm like, just here like... we are it's coming it's like toxic positivity it's good well it's not good but it's confusing <laughs> to name it's like are you it's like should we be like maybe it isn't as bad to live your life the way it is like I think there's just a difference between being toxically positive uh. and, and and like this what I'm sharing with you is not saying don't acknowledge your sad emotions. Yeah. You know what? To get a little philosophical <laughs> feels a little bit like Buddhism. It's like the some of the main tenets are like life is suffering. There yeah. are kinds of suffering that are unavoidable. Yeah. You, if true. you're parent dies you will be sad and there's no reason in trying to run from that or feeling guilty for that because i feel so good life is suffering that makes me feel so good yeah but then but then the other sort of like tenet (laughs) is that 
there are kinds of suffering that you inflict on yourself, which are psychological, yeah. and you can avoid those like, okay. because you can change your perspective yes. to realize, yes. like, I'm actually making myself. Yeah, like when you're sad. nervous and anxious, sometimes it's like if you think about it that way, it's like, oh, actually, it's like my own powerful. brain is doing yeah. it. Like, yeah, when someone you lose someone, that is a true tragedy that cannot be avoided. True, but there are so, and so that's like what Buddhism tries to look at is like, how do we address the suffering that can be addressed, yeah. and not pretend that like there is isn't going to be suffering. Um, so this was one study that, again, trying to look at some scientific real studies in here is hard, but it was about suppression of emotion during movies. So they got people to watch sad movie, a happy movie, and a neutral movie, which was like, drag the <laughs> neutral movie. I want to know what the movies yeah. are so bad. Like a what neutral movie? Neut- that'd be so mean if they were like, and this one's neutral. I'd be like, but I tried to make it have some sort of impact. There's literally no emotion in this movie. Like like what? Like a black and white? Like Yeah, like modern... what's a neutral movie? I mean, there's like mundane movies that are probably like really interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I also was really annoyed because I didn't say what the movies were. Um... <laughs> So one group was asked to suppress their emotions, like specifically say, like don't like get, try, like literally try not to have a sad emotion, a happy emotion, okay. and then the neutral one must Whoa, have been that's easy. Fun. And the group that was asked to suppress their emotions did feel less sad; they felt less happy. But the scientific aspect, because they were hooked up to all these machinery, is that they had increased cardiovascular and stress responses throughout both oh, the gosh. sad and happy movies. So it's like, is it they, worth it? They weren't able, they, they were feeling like it's higher like, cortisol and like even the concept of like heart attacks and like cardiovascular stress. Like there's something about there that I just thought was interesting. It's like when you suppress your emotions, there is a physiological cost because mm-hmm. you are feeling something obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's crazy. That's a cool study. Yeah. To suppress anything means that you're like putting, doing something else with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that feeling when you're like about to cry so hard in a movie that happens to me all the time and I will let loose. But if like maybe you're in a theater and like you're going to wail, although I have, you you saw, (laughs) yes, well, you've in a theater. (laughs) Was it no precious was with my mom and Brian and they were like, you need to shut up. But that was like a real, I can truly wail in a theater. But sometimes I don't want to wail in the theater. It's just mm-hmm. that day. And like, I do feel like my whole body starts like shaking and it's like, there's like a physiological would, response. Like really push it down. Yeah. To... Whereas I feel like letting it out is like more cathartic. Yeah. I mean, so it was just sort of being like, you know, that's, if you think about the negative aspect, it's like, that if makes you're sense. pushing like it, it away, it, it you're not. It takes energy to yeah. to fight an emotion or something your body is going through but in general there's not that much research on this this is like a cultural phenomenon on toxic positivity yeah, yeah i on, would say that there are it. lots yeah. of psychological studies on like positivity in terms of like having positive mentalities and the, and the stuff. concept of stride like it really, I think, is coming out of like a backlash mm-hmm. to influence called influencer culture. Like, there's... and I think, like you you say influencer culture, but think of like even book culture. Like, there's so many books about like how to be happier, how to oh, like yeah. live a more fulfilling yes. life, like Sorry. how to like, self help ha- culture. Self-help, yeah, yeah, self help culture. So it's like, oh, I've always been such a cynic about self help. That's and so here funny. I am. My favorite books are all self help. <laughs> yeah, I know. We actually had like issues at the beginning of and- our relationship because I would make fun of Mitch and he would be like, I believe in this and you are evil. Well, it's just to me, self help book. I can't believe I was self help so book is astrology for scientists. Because it's just kind of like, I like self-help books that kind of lean into like the studies and the research. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not real. No, I'm and just they do saying, help. Like, I'm saying the self. way that <laughs> astrology for me is like fun. And actually what I think you can get from it is a lot of self-reflection, which is a form of therapy, yeah. I think. That's yes, you shouldn't dive into it so de- deeply and believe things blindly and make life decisions off it. But like <laughs> if I read my horoscope, which I don't, but when every now and then someone sends me something that's like my horoscope, like it makes me think about my life. It makes me yeah. question like... Like totally. why it might be this way or that way. And I think that's interesting. I think self-help books allow you to think about yourself more than like the other kind of book. So I, that's why I think it is influencer culture in the sense that self-help books come usually with a lot more in-depth explanation. It's like this idea of like the achi, achi ball and the like working out. And then I'm just like these people who profess their, their lives. What was the first thing you just I said? Can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Like, what are those, like, acai bowls uh, or whatever? <laughs> I just, like, fully was just, like... A chai bowl. A chai, I was, like, chai tea. No, like, acai I came out of acai, nowhere. Yeah. It was just, like, all of a sudden, I have to have an acai to and be happy. And goji berries. And yeah, like, all that shit. Like, 
it just like inundates you. And I feel like there's that's what the toxic positivity cultural shift is coming from a backlash to that. As we all go through this really challenging time, it really feels like that didn't age well. Like mm -hmm. the people who are online were like, because just, it's, it's very like one dimensional. I think that's yeah. why. Like it's not that it's. And it worked for some not, reason. Because I think, I think any form of, therapy even if it's just like treating yourself to something can work to a degree mm -hmm. but it's like these things aren't going to help like emotional damage or trauma or stress like like i think that's where it became you start seeing influencers you it, it's like the same as sort of like like pseudoscientific medicines where people start getting really into these things that can mm -hmm. like cure you and i think in the same way people would be like if you could just like have your little morning coffee every morning you'll be happy treat oh yourself. god the amount of times a male youtuber has just shouted about like cold showers it's like <laughs> there's it's like it is interesting like it, it's all facets of the internet there's people who are making livings off of what is it aspirational mm -hmm. like Styles. livelihoods yeah and it's really like ominous like to me i find it really ominous because it's kind of a like where are you getting your credibility from b you're making a bunch of money and i know how the influencer world works like that's kind of scary and c i just feel like it ends up making me and i'm a pretty positive person just feel worse about myself hmm. like i'm like oh okay i'm not like a minimalist who has like like a perfect breakfast and like a cold shower every morning like damn it like i suck well and i think these things are also being brought into question because a lot of that uh, part of the internet or a self-help community is so focused on productivity and now we're like yeah. why should we have yeah. to be more and more and more productive for I what know. you know what i mean like obviously that doesn't make us happy it's so weird the way this is i think maybe like a male youtuber thing or it's everywhere the way productivity is not questioned as good Mm. Like, it's really, really weird. Like, it feels like a male... Like, I think it is being questioned now, for sure. But but I still think a but lot of men are, like, not into the questioning. I, just think, like, I think both men and women. But I know what you mean. Like, I definitely see a lot of online, like, YouTubers and stuff. They tend to be male. I definitely know a female ones, too. And I can definitely think there was, like, being, like, a boss lady. Or what was it called? Like, girl boss. Girl boss. <laughs> yeah, that plummeted. Like, like yeah. that movement was... But it, yeah. like, really emboldened a lot of people and probably was helpful at a time. Like, sometimes culture, I think, has to shift one bit at a time to yeah. get from point A to Z. Like, boss lady or girl boss was, like, point <laughs> M. And now we're, like, moved past that yeah. to realize, like, maybe that had some benefits but now we're getting to see why that was like not so good girl boss <laughs> i mean that's just one example we lived through the age of the girl boss where we it was like did. we were like and it was boss. like it was like girls <laughs> just being like hashtag girl boss like un like ironically <laughs> like it was wild but uh, it, but it, yeah yeah no productivity is really really i think linked to toxic we should do a podcast on that yeah if because, we haven't already because it is i think in the past i've i've, I've talked about productivity in an, a really positive light and something that yeah. i've aspired to like i yeah. listen, i listen like we listen to that habits book and get a lot yeah. out of it and i feel like that's great i feel more productive i feel like i can habit stack and stuff like yeah, that. yeah and they never they never ever bring up maybe why would like, you want to do that to be yeah or like is this just all linked to capitalism like i would love yeah. if the book had the intelligence to talk uh, like, about think that. about that too like when it's appropriate so often though it feels like, like everything in moderation to be honest yeah. it's the same with toxic positivity it's like positivity is not bad <laughs> negativity is not bad let's find some intermediate balance and every freaking youtuber has have their stupid video where they're crying where they're like i've just been trying to do so much <laughs> and i've reached a breaking point and now i have burnout and it's like yeah because you've been talking about productivity for four years like, <laughs> it's like, makes me like there's a limit yeah and now maybe you're like panicking because you're not being productive like i don't even know it's so like we're all so seeped into it that it's worth criticizing for sure mm -hmm. um and i'm curious if people can figure out more scientific studies around it because i do think it's damaging in many ways what's that movie igby go oh damn it what it's like goes west goes west but no it's the it's a movie it has the girl from parks and rec who's so funny you know i'm not gonna be able to help you at all but i don't think you've actually seen it um ingrid goes west igby yeah <laughs> but i don't think you've seen it but i think you should watch it i really love this movie a lot of people it has like mixed reviews, but a lot of people really loved it. It has aged so well. Oh, really? And it's like about, in my 
I think it's aged well because I watched it recently. It's about this. It's okay. like this girl who's obsessed with this influencer in LA mm. and all about like the facade, but also how crazy it makes her feel. And the ending I thought was like really powerful. Cool. Let's watch it. Yeah. And it came out like in 2017. Like it almost feels oh, like if it came out now, it would be no, more but it was relevant like, now. It's maybe almost, I'm like, wait, a little was that about toxic positivity? Maybe. Like, it's funny. It's entertaining. It's a, it's a good movie and as people who've had to like work in LA a lot it's like this probably happens all the time where Mm. there's that influencer of the year who's at a cafe who's like online life is amazing and now they're kind of like in the real world having to make sure their life looks amazing yeah I mean I think that happens to a lot of people like I think that has also brought this conversation out where you realize like you said all those breaking point videos of people being like I hate my life (laughs) I'm so unhappy And then but it's oh, like, no, no, no. but every video you've ever released has only well, been about how happy. amazing your life yeah. is. Yeah. And now you're like, everything's a lie. And like, and I it think- is funny because they're like, I'm so busy. Like I have to be in Milan for fashion week <laughs> and I still have to do a brand deal on a TikTok dance. And it's like really hard to be like, okay, why would I empathize with you? Like that sounds amazing. Like there's so many reasons yeah. why it's like you're saying your life's perfect and in many ways like you have so many things that it's really really hard to now get behind your sad video i think um that uh movie we watched before sunset kind of addresses this did we watch before sunset or before we watched the second one which was before sunset but the first one which we watched sunrise these movies are so good everyone needs to watch watch it we only watched first two and there's three and they take place 1995 2006 2013 same actors and they're so horny. Excited. But like there's a part okay. where she they're addressing about how like he kind of likes to look back on his old life and realize he's actually more able to enjoy his uh, pleasure now of life. Because when you're young, you just kind of like go through it and don't yeah. realize. And now he realizes. But then she's like, well, are you are you enjoying like your writing book process? And he's like, no, I fucking hate my life right yeah. now. Like it's interesting yeah. that it was kind of addressing this idea that maybe is innate to human nature of like yeah. having a hard time being present. Hello, back to Buddhism. That's like what it's about. Yeah. He's <laughs> able to be like, I'm happier, but not now. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I think I like this age because I actually think I'm happier because I can be more present. And then she's like, are you more present? And he's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, yeah. my life is so stressful and I like don't like it right now. Yeah. That, oh, they're so good. And they also talk about like she, in my opinion, seems more positive than him, but he seems more optimistic. Mm. Like kind of what we were saying where he, True. she's like, she's like global warming is going to be bad. And it was like from 2003. And I'm like, how long have we been talking oh, about no. that? And then he's sort of like, but no, like we're going to figure it out. Like there's this guy named Elon Musk. He's he does so, not say that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Elon Musk was like, a wasn't freaking, born. Like, yeah. He was in a test tube. Yeah. He was in like, <laughs> or like at Queens university, red flag doing some weird, like <laughs> oh rapey ass, weird, whatever shit he did there. Gregory. I'm going to say it. Elon Musk is such a creep. He's an absolute creep. It is so scary that we have given him so much power. Um, um, wow. It's like, has pivot. there ever been a side note that I haven't <laughs> screamed about that? The, I Just before, I don't know if like we're ending, but there is something I want to talk about. Because you know how earlier I kind of mentioned, like as someone who is anxious or stressed or maybe negative, I, it makes me even more stressed to learn that being stressed makes you sick or like yeah. makes you unwell <laughs> and like, yeah. and that it is like genetic and that you can't choose it. And I'm just like, go through these crazy cycles of being mm. like, how ah, do you get out of this? I came across some things I wanted oh. to give some advice because it's like, you can't always choose to be positive, but there is research that highlights some like low cost interventions to help you. Feel okay. Oh my God, please. So the first two are like very, 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 he's basic. writing a self help book. <laughs> okay. But the second one I thought was really cool okay, too. And sorry. it relates to something you said earlier, but maybe contradicts it. Interesting. We'll see. Wow. Um, okay. Literally smiling more, even when it's forced. <laughs> smiling, it's like reduces your oh heart rate and blood God. pressure in stressful situations. It's like, have you seen it? You end up looking like a clown. No, hey, I do this sometimes now it works. If you, just start smiling. It makes you feel a little better. I'm not saying this solves like life's problems. No, that's a simple one. I love it. But and these first two are very simple. Thinking of it's 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 Sydney Sweeney in in Euphoria smiling and crying in the mirror. Like what is her character's name? Matt Cassie. Who? Sorry, what? 
Sydney Sweeney, Cassie, when she, in the second last episode, when it, during Lexi's goddamn play, let's do an episode on Euphoria. Cause <laughs> everyone, it's gotten so bad. Anyways, <laughs> she's in the mirror and she's crying and smiling and she's like, oh, trying to yeah. smile. it's like, it's like, that's what I think. It's like, <laughs> she's well, like oh, I better be positive. Yeah, I heard on Side Note Podcast if I just smile. And like, it's funny how crazy <laughs> she looks, but maybe, she, maybe that was about. Um, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm going to tell you the other one that this was a bigger study and it was, um, specifically looking at people with generalized anxiety disorder because they worry a lot and yeah. often think about negative outcomes, right? So it's not about being a negative person, but it's thinking negative outcomes. Yeah. Um, and so they were looking at like a couple different approaches to minimize this worry. What they found was that uh, if you replace your worrying by, they did three different things. They made them think about things verbally so you, they would write it down like positive outcomes verbally for what they're worried or stressed about mm -hmm. or they gave them positive imagery so like you'd imagine like a good version of what yeah. you're thinking of coming out or the third one was even just like giving positive imagery unrelated to the situation that you're in it like helped. thinking about all three of those things showed uh like a benefit Huh. So, like, if you, for example, I was thinking about Colombia to tie it into that. It's like I am getting nervous because we're going somewhere different where I don't know the language. And I'm like, oh, I, it's, oh you never know. Like, is the place going to be as safe as you hope? So I think to focus on all the positive experiences that I'm thinking I'm going to have. That's so funny. I'm like, I haven't, like, I can't, like, I'm so annoyingly doxing. No, I know because I'm I, like, well, I'm I, the opposite, though. I, like, literally yeah. type in, like. <laughs> um, Medellin crime and then I go crazy because I find like all the yeah that is insane <laughs> I don't actually search that but I found a couple that were just like like blogs that came up when I was just like looking up travel in Colombia and obviously you find the one thing that it triggers you and then I'm yeah. like oh my god I really don't want to be and wrong and I'm, I'm like I'm my issue right now is I'm like I can only think about how excited I am that I'm not going to be able to sleep <laughs> like, it's like it's like I can't it's like maybe I'd be able to sleep if I thought more about like oh this might be scary actually no that no be, that won't make no. me sleep no it's not so anyway for me it is like really focusing on those positive outcomes whether that's writing them down mm -hmm. whether that's picturing them or whether that's just putting myself in a positive headspace of picturing fun things in general um yeah so maybe it's it. like for the two people it's like if you're more like you do you how do you get diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and like do you have that i have never been diagnosed but i've never talked to like my doctor about that okay so say you're let's just say we're someone like you who you think more negatively those things are probably really helpful mm -hmm. if you're someone like me who thinks more positively and you're worried you're a toxically positive person who everyone hates <laughs> and is annoying <laughs> then maybe you write down your negative thoughts like what i said yeah, interesting. like maybe yeah, that's what i was gonna say like do those contradict i don't think no so. i think it's like maybe depending on who you are like yeah. my issue is i truly read about toxic positivity and i'm like good lord i don't want to be this so i have to actively <laughs> learn combat about it. it to combat it i don't think you're ever going to be a toxically positive person you no. might need to be more positive yeah okay that's fair but i think both both sides of this equation even myself could benefit probably from like every now and then also addressing my negative emotions yeah it's like yeah, yeah. putting them down understanding what they are because even for me like a to-do list is so helpful like just having things somewhere in front of you so you can see it all and then actually process it instead of just letting it flow in your mind as this little worry bug is, is very oh useful god technique. yeah i don't know what self-help youtube channel i watch but i got to do list at my yin yang it's like my favorite thing in the goddamn world to, well yours was probably called a therapy oh wait what <laughs> i think they didn't tell me to do to-do lists oh i thought you meant i thought you were talking about your morning pages no no i just like i just have like lived with a to-do list for the last like i don't know like five years but i feel like it was probably from some self-help concept maybe yeah or like what's it called journaling like what kind of journaling is that called oh uh, that's bullet bullet journal but it's not so that. popular but yeah but like, it is that idea yeah nothing better than a bullet journal it's like 10 minutes of think out like 10 minutes of water the plants. Boom, do it. Bam. Oh, cross, Yeah, that's cross. literally psychotic. I think I can't do it like that because I just what? always calculate it wrong. So I'll put 10 minutes. It'll take me 15 minutes. Now I'm five minutes. No, you're minutes, done like, after 10. You go, well, those three are going to water later or tomorrow. Oh, that can't work for me. Oh, <laughs> wait, why not? <laughs> I can't water a, like some of the plants. And well, no, <laughs> actually you end up watering them all. Okay, fine. It takes 13 minutes, but you're not mad that you spent three I extra. see. I think the problem is I schedule those 10 minutes. If I put it, if I do it like that, I put the hour in versus oh, like, right. like you're oh, saying, no, no, you're no, saying you spend 10, 10 minutes yes. doing this. Yes. I say 
1040 to 1050. Yeah, see, And no. then I panic because I'm like, it's actually 11 now and I'm way behind and everything. And then yeah, I, oh my then God, that's negative thinking. <laughs> it's like the positive way of thinking is like, holy shit, I did it for 20 minutes. That's so much better than I even No, planned. because then I just like book my day too much. Ugh, I'm just so bad at organizing my life. No, you. we need to do an episode on this. You have very bad time management skills. yeah i yeah. know it's like i don't know what that is but it's really interesting i'm really want to write that well down. it's also like obsessive sort of um if i get into something i just spend way too much time doing things that are not high yield you know what i mean so i'll look into one tiny detail for like an <laughs> it's, hour it's wild to watch people like i sit at <laughs> home and i watch Richard and i'm like is he seriously still doing that like when i have to buy something <laughs> i research it for like hours on end when it's like i don't need to and the worst is like occasionally you end up making a mistake but for the most part you do make the best purchases but then you're so anxious that you're like did i find everything yeah no it's true actually the, the, the stakes get so high that when a little thing goes wrong you like flip yeah the versus if you whereas i'm like anytime uh, you're like well whatever yeah. i didn't i didn't waste my time <laughs> yeah but there's something about time management skills i'm this is now over and we're gonna do an upcoming video on it because what was the other one we wrote time management there was another one we said we would do. Oh, we'll listen back. Okay. Or just honestly tweet us. It's probably easier if you remember. <laughs> it's probably um, easier if you tell us <laughs> what we just said, actually. But yeah. there's something so interesting about you, and I really can't wait to research. Like, I wake up, and I'm like, so wanting to plan like i'm so love to plan yeah no, and you hate, hate to plan that, yeah. so therefore you don't flex the true muscle of time management yeah, I know. you like avoid it like it's so interesting i'm just like i want to i want to just see what i'm feeling in the moment yeah and which is really actually amazing like, but it drives like, me crazy because then i'm like i haven't done anything because i haven't figured out what i'm feeling yet <laughs> yeah i know like, it's literally that, like, on it's saturday i was like i don't know what i want so i just like sat around for two hours hoping it would hit me and it never did and then I was like, I've wasted two hours. And then you're like, I'm going to, for 10 minutes, write 40 pages or something. Like <laughs> you're like, and it's like, wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Post. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.